Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole, and I am excited for you to hear this episode because typically when we're talking about retirement planning and finance, it's just the financial side that we're talking about. It's just the, how much do I have in my portfolio? It's just how am I going to create income? And we can get very focused on something like that, which is admittedly very important, but we can very easily lose sight of the bigger picture. And the bigger picture being, how do you turn retirement into one of those most meaningful, one of the most enjoyable seasons of your life. So today we're going to be talking about how do you create that meaning? How do you create that enjoyment in retirement? And today I'm excited to welcome Sen Meyer, who's a retirement life coach and the founder of Second Wind Movement to the show. Sen, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. And I I truly, truly mean that. And for those of you listening, the, the reason this show came about is I do a ton of reading and I do a ton of research, just prepping for episodes and and looking for what do I think would be most valuable and just came across some incredible articles. I thought, what I need this on the show. People who are listening need to hear this. And these were all from your website. And so we'll, we'll have some links at the end and links in the show notes, of course. But um, Sen, where I wanted to start is your retirement life coach. And I think we both recognize the importance of that. But I think some people here, wait, retirement life coach? By the time I've retired, I've I've won, right? Like I, I've got enough income. I've retired from my job. What could I possibly need that for? Tell us where that comes in, or how you got into this uh, yes. into this practice. Absolutely, thank you for asking. So you start off, and you're like, I fit, cross that finish line, and I'm done, right? And so in 2017, I started this project as a passion project in the background, and I was reeling off of a 20 year marketing career. So I had been marketing director for a lot of different companies across a a lot of different industries, one of which was financial advisors, actually. So I was marketing director for um, a group in Tustin, and I saw firsthand the honeymoon period end. And so um, there was that gaping hole where people would kind of feel rudderless after a while. Their nest eggs were in place. They had a bunch of money that they were not going to outlive, yet they were still kind of falling into this rut, right? And mm-hmm. prior to that, though, um, there were a lot of impetuses. I had always wanted to serve the older uh, adult audience, and I grew up playing music in retirement homes. And so I saw very early on what happens when you kind of lead a sedentary lifestyle and are like waiting out the rest of your life. And so that made a huge impression on me. And then both my grandparents passed with Alzheimer's. And so I kind of dug into neuroplasticity and the brain and that type of thing. And then in 2011, my dad had brain surgery and 38 rounds of radiation. And he was kind of one of those guys who was, I want to say a curmudgeon. (laughs) um, But during his treatment, he was like this opposite person. He was like, I'm going to skydive if I survive this. I am going to like flip my life around. I'm going to do all these adventurous, crazy things. I'm going to hug my family every day. Right. And the skydiving, he didn't want to do tandem. He wanted to like go all out and like get trained to do it on his own. You know, like all these crazy things. I was like, whoa, what is happening? Like this is awesome. Second chance at life. And so 
Thankfully, he did survive. However, he quickly snapped into that fear-based living where he was like afraid to retire and afraid of being bored. I'm like, what is going on here? And so that was kind of the culminating point where I'm like, I see this gaping hole just like in this industry that I'm working in as well. And there's got to be more to it. And so I got my uh, certified life coaching. Um, I got certified as a life coach and started working one-on-one with individuals. And in the meantime, I was doing research and deep diving into neuroplasticity even more just to get to the root of what is impacting the behavior, the thought patterns that just, you can't break even like a second chance at life isn't breaking it. And that's not enough. Right. And so I developed my program called rewire my retirement and it's based on neuroplasticity. And it was basically my way of working with older adults to relaunch this new phase in life where they have this zest and vitality of like, no, it's based on purpose. And I'm going to break through the procrastination and lack of motivation and feeling rudderlessness so that I can actually take action and support it with the behaviors. And that's where the neuroplasticity came in. So it's like, first we find the clarity and then we start to implement something where it's based on hacking away at something daily, consistently, for a period of time so that literally the rewiring takes place. And so you're like, okay, now I'm actually bringing into my life, these actions and behaviors that are supporting what I truly want. Yeah. So, I, I, Well, I love the way you even frame that the rewiring. I think what none of us realize, and, and by the way, this isn't something that just can happen in retirement. Like this can happen at any point in your life where you're so used to doing things a certain way that your identity starts to be formed and shaped around the way you're doing things. And when those things leave, which is work and retirement, how do you recreate that sense of self? Or how do you recreate that sense of what, what your purpose and what your meaning is? And I see this, you see this, and I see this in the person that's got more than enough money to retire. And yeah. we, we, we look at the projections, we look at what they want to do, we look at income, and they're there but they can't bring themselves to retire because what they're telling themselves is, oh, I'll be okay if I had another, you fill in the blank, if I had another 500,000, if I had another million, if I had another 2 million, you know, at that point, my portfolio balance is large enough that I will feel that sense of financial security or just overall security to retire. And what we start to see is it's, you're, you're masking the true underlying issue, which is kind of fear and concern of what does life look like with a money problem. And it's very much not a money problem. So one thing I wanted to start with is when people don't get this right, when people aren't going through a process like this or being intentional, just through reading your stuff, that there's some real serious stuff, whether it's higher divorce rates than people in retirement, whether it's increases in depression, whether it's what when people aren't doing what you're talking about, what are some of the negative consequences you're seeing from that? So first, it's the procrastination. It's the, oh, I have a to-do list. I have a bunch of crazy ideas in my head that I, that I was dreaming about when I was still working, but I'm not going to get to that now, right? And so it starts off as something super subtle, no cause for alarm, very within the normal realm, right? But that grows over time when you feel lack of purpose, when you don't take care of your identity, right? You're so closely tied to your career and your family life. And this conditioning has been happening for decades. And so we're trained to prepare financially for retirement, but what about the other stuff? And so when people don't have that identity to retire to, 
they're left with this gaping hole. And so that's why they're grappling with, oh, I'm just going to work a little bit longer. I just need this financially. But you're right in that it's masking the underlying sense of purpose and fulfillment. And it's totally an identity related issue. And so first it starts off as procrastination. It's really lack of clarity. And without that clarity, you fall into the trap of just kind of feeling rudderless for longer and longer and longer because the behavior sets in, the system sets in, and this is now called your lifestyle, right? And so after that, then it's one in three are touched by Alzheimer's. You know, 1.3 are living in nursing homes. The divorce rate is doubling. One in boomer, uh, seven boomers are treated for depression, right? All these things, loneliness epidemic, crazy, right? And so it's the habit that leads to these other things, you know? And so it's very, very important to look inward and start this process alongside the financial planning. That would be the ideal time. But even after, you know, if you're still hanging on to this job, that's no longer fulfilling you, but you're telling yourself that like the extra million or the extra 500,000, like adding to your nest egg will help me, will help tie me over. Um, It's still not too late. It's never too late. Like I've worked with a 92 year old, right? Where she was still grappling with the idea of like, I'm just going to get like, you know, a retail position. And um, she was able to find purpose and retire to something very creative, right? Illustrating and storybooks and things like that at 92 and still be driving and active and engaged. Um, I mean, I mainly work with people in their 50s, 60s and 70s, but that's just an example that it's not ever too late to do the inner work, right? And like, relaunch that sense of purpose and transition. Because as a human, the fact that our brains are neuroplastic, right? Like you can literally create new neural pathways in your brain until the day you die means that we're designed to grow and change and learn new things indefinitely. So retirement is no different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that this message resonates with, with just about everyone of, yeah, I, I know, I know I need purpose. I know I need to find something, but it's sometimes easier. It's, it's easier to accept the known thing. If I'm just going to stay working in this high stress job that's burning me out and just keep plugging away because even as difficult that is, as that is, it's easier than finding out what are my passions? What are my interests? What is it that lights me up? Because we've spent so many years in this workplace environment and some people, they love it, which is wonderful, but some people they don't. And it's almost kind of whatever spark you have for life, it can start to get diminished as you're, you're, you're spending your years doing something for someone else to prepare for this retirement time. And then when retirement time comes, it's, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't even know what I want to do to create this and you've got, I was just reading through some, some wonderful things that you have. Um, and you talked about kind of five different rings of retirement and how do you, how do I start? Let, let's say I'm, I'm about to retire. Obviously I'm not, but I'm coming to you saying, hey, I want to retire. I have no idea what I want to do. Where would you have me start to start to get clear on what that looks like? Yes. So I do have a framework called the five rings of retirement and there's a very surface level workbook that I have where you can dig into each of the rings. Um, and it's a great way to start the process of looking inward, of finding clarity, because that is key to identifying the role that you want to enter and how you want to grow and how you want to live this amazing chapter that's called retirement. Um, no longer 
are we living the linear old school traditional way of life where it's three big chunks it's education when you're young work and family for decades and then leisure retirement equals leisure that is totally outdated we're going to want to grow we're going to want to be challenged we're going to want to be stimulated we're going to want to contribute and that format is going to take on a new shape mm-hmm. right and so that self discovery process is going to be huge and so today it's more cyclical education work and family leisure those three cycles go chopped up in between integrated all throughout your life and so to encourage yourself to tap into what innately lights you up what are my inner passions it's not going to be something you find outward it's going to be something you find inward and so there's a very meticulous process that i have for uncovering this clarity in a 3 month program that i call rewire my retirement and we do a deep deep dive into the five rings of retirement but surface level for anyone who's just like oh this is occurring to me maybe i should take a look into it there's a workbook that i have that you can knock out in a couple of hours and so that'll just kind of get the ball rolling um but if you really want to tackle it and get that clarity going with momentum it needs to be something that you ask yourself repeatedly in different formats for i call it 3 months consecutive because it takes they say 66 days to create a new habit in in your brain and so it's very much a subconscious thing that you're releasing and surfacing so the five rings of retirement are growth which is your sense of challenge and contribution and something new and stimulation and learning lifelong learning for sure which is what you're designed to do community which is your relationships your friendships your partners your involvement in the community and then there's health which is physical and mental and emotional and then giving back So giving back is your sense of contribution. It's not just the typical volunteering, it's your sense of this is me and how I'm showing up and sharing my unique gifts with others and how I choose to contribute. And that could very well be something that's traditional like volunteering at Meals on Wheels or uh Red Cross or something like that. But typically it's going to be more empowering and more aligned with who you truly are and your purpose if it's something that you dig 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 to find and then you're releasing it into the world that could be you know leaving some sort of legacy create writing a book climbing mountains this that and the other but you're helping one or more people and that's your sense of contribution and fulfillment mm-hmm. and then the fifth ring is finance which is used to support all the other four rings yeah yeah absolutely and as as you look at that i th- i like what you said where it has to be intrinsic right i think that it's easy enough to adopt what we think we should be caring about oh i i i should be doing this volunteer or i should be i don't know doing this for health or i should be but unless it belongs to you unless it's something that you truly have a desire to do it's it's not going to stick would be my guess do you find some common in the people you work with are there common challenges when people are trying to find what is it that is specific to me what do i want to do with health or community or whatever it might be um what are the common roadblocks you see as people are first starting to go through this exercise so there it's less of a common roadblock and more of what has been happening in your life and so it's a very unique process of finding intrinsically what motivates you and what like lights you up right and why you're here and how you want to help people specifically in retirement too um so it's more of 
have I been conditioned so deeply that I have put my whole family and my whole career ahead of myself? And I have been so busy that I have not given myself the chance or opportunity to even think about what I want to do and look inward since I was eight, right? So sometimes it's very deeply rooted in people to not look inward and just to kind of people please and satisfy. Um, So that would be someone who is a typical candidate who's like, oh man, these exercises are... They're simple, but they're a lot of hard work. Like I haven't asked myself this question forever. Like I don't even know what I'm coming up blank, you know? So that would be a big roadblock as opposed to someone who has been into personal development, who has been into, you know, taking retreats, this, that, and the other, like to understand who they are and they embrace the growth and challenge throughout all phases of life so far. Um, So then that would be the person who goes through this process more seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it's, it's not just a simple, Oh, I need to focus on growth. Here's the three things I'm going to do for growth and I'm good. It's you have to ask yourself and ask yourself and ask yourself because we've been so conditioned to be a certain way through 30, 40 yes. plus years of just grinding yes. or working or not asking ourselves these intentional questions. hundred percent. Yes. And it's interesting too. I have found there's a pattern with people who have been to counseling who are able to go through this process easier just mm-hmm. because you're the mere fact that you're, you know, able to have these conversations and things like that, you yeah. know, about any type of trauma, whether it's with a capital T or super subtle, everyone has their stuff. And so mm-hmm. it's the person who's been willing to look deeper and kind of address those issues and traumas um, that has an easier time with this versus someone who's been blocking it out. Because as you mentioned earlier, it's the fear of the unknown, right? And so if you've had the practice over years of looking at these fears and turning the stones and doing the work to overcome your shadows, then this is a more seamless process. If you've been procrastinating on that and keeping the lid closed on that type of stuff, then it's going to be a more challenging process. That's not to say that it can't be done because people absolutely have done it and are going to grow to such amazing heights, but it is going to be like a bigger challenge when you're first getting into this. Cause you're kind of shocking your system. Like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to take a look at any of this stuff. Right. And so yeah. it's like walking through those fears. That's going to help that person kind of understand who they are and what they want. Yeah. It's, it's, you're learning a new skill set as you're going through this. Um, I know I've personally, the hardest things are sometimes the simplest things, but it's just giving it the time and the energy and the effort to, to see it through. It doesn't exactly. need to be incredibly complicated, but you yeah. do need to do it. I would love to know because it's easy to hear about this and say, oh, I get it. Like we almost, I find maybe this is just me personally. I almost want things to be more complicated to feel like there's <laughs> something to it. Yeah. But it's really, it's just a form of procrastination. Oh, the, the, the simple stuff like it's right in front of me. It's uh, no, give it to me more complicated. So I have something that can divert my attention to, um, how, what are some of the transformations that you've seen? Because we can see this and say, Oh, that's just too simplistic. But what, what transformation have you seen through people you've worked with or people have gone through programs like these? What's on the other side when people do this and, and commit to it over these number of months? Oh, it's amazing. So it's different for everyone, of course, but a transformation would be going from feeling super rudderless, no purpose, feeling detached from your family, um, not being engaged in the community, not really reaching out to people, your friends, family, that kind of a thing, 
and then just sitting on a couch and just allowing yourself to be addicted to screens, whether it's TV or your phone. Two, slowly by slowly by slowly by slowly, like incrementally allowing these things to surface and getting energized and being more and more clear on, yes, this is me. This is what I want. This is, and that energy like naturally flowing into your activities. And so layer by layer, you add in, I'm just like starting a book club. I'm starting to do yoga every day. I'm starting to meditate every day. I'm starting to start my own business. I'm starting to write memoirs. I'm starting to climb mountains, hike again, right? And always, like 100% of the time, the side effect is improved relationships. And so that's my favorite part to see. It's like, you know, that this program is working for some, not only because they're more active and energized and like in a better mood, but their relationships, they're just talk about how, you know, they're fighting less with their spouse or they're enjoying their grandchildren more, or they're making more friends. They're open to more conversations. Like the heart just kind of lights up and you're just more available and more energized to be with people. Yeah. Take them in and contribute yeah. and then enjoy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. How, and so and again, I encourage people go to secondwindmovement.com, check out this workbook. We're going to have links to all of us. There's so much, we're, we're barely scratching the surface today in terms of how much needed, I won't say helpful, but like necessary uh, information and guidance you have there. If I'm looking at this and saying, okay, I, I want to focus on giving back, or I want to focus on community. Like, are there questions I should be asking myself? Are there things I'd be working through to kind of come up with a plan of how do I actually go about doing that? So it's more about just thinking about your life in each of these categories and seeing how they all fit into your life. And I use the energy meter. So from one to five, one being super depleted, five being super energized and just asking yourself and do a gauge like litmus test. What is my energy level in each of them? So rather than isolating a ring, it's more about moving the levers so that life is going to ebb and flow, right? And so you know, and you have a clear snapshot of like, right now growth is a five for me. I'm learning like this new language, but community is a two and I'm not really engaging with anyone, right? Like, and just have that snapshot and knowing that you're going to move those levers and focus on different ones. Um, according to which one needs your most attention at that time. Um, but the specific questions, it's going to be the consistency. And so that's kind of where my program comes in, where it's like, I have every question, prompt, idea, et cetera, to fuel your mind to unlock it. So while it might take 20 minutes to actively answer this question that day, the remaining the remaining 23 hours, 23 and a half hours of the day, you're like releasing subconscious stuff. If you consistently do this day after day after day for three months. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I think that that's, yes, everyone wants to have a financially secure retirement, but if that's the only thing we ever focus on, it does not matter how much and I'm being redundant. Now I know we talked about this at the beginning, but this is so important because this should be one of the best, if not the best seasons of your life. Yes. Where you have the time, you have the resources, you have your energy. Let's not squander it, but it takes some intentional work. The work doesn't just end when you retire. And I, I you know, some people I've met, they, they're just naturally great that they have wonderful friends, they have wonderful hobbies, they have a focus on health, they have a focus on giving back. And that just comes intrinsically and naturally to them. But for a lot of us, it doesn't. And it's not because we can't do it, it's just because our focus has been on something else for so long. 
that if we're not constantly saying what what is almost like my envisioned future, what is it that I want to be like and spending time focusing on that, it's retirement can be one of two things. It can be a wonderful season or it can be a season filled with loneliness and depression even, and just really things that we don't want to have to have to concern ourselves about, but it just takes that intentional work. And I think you do a great job of providing that framework and that direction of how do I get from where I am to where I want to be to have that meaningful and purposeful retirement. Yeah, hundred percent. And I also want to add that it's a societal stereotype that's contributing to the sedentary lifestyle, right? So it's not just that we're prepared financially for retirement, but it's also all over the media where it's like ageism is happening, right? It's like vitality is so hyper-focused on like your middle decades that we're doing a disservice to the older adults that have so much to contribute, so many opportunities to unlock, right? But in the media and just in our culture, we're adding to this stereotype that's contributing to sedentary lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's time to totally flip that on its head because these people are amazing. They have so much to contribute and so many amazing things to like release into the world. And yeah, yeah they need to be out there benefiting yeah. the world and themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So in a bit, I want to know where people can find out more, but before we do that, send any, I know that we're, like I said, just scratching the surface with what there is and what it looks like to really create that purpose and that meaning. Is there anything else just you want to make sure we're talking about today or any other topics or factoids or things you'd want to leave with the audience before we wrap up for today? Yeah. Less about factoids, but more about you need to do this work because there is so much inside of you that's chomping at the bit to get out. I have yet to meet a single person who has something valuable inside that needs to be engaged with the world. And it's never, never, never too late, right? To start this process or to continue this process, you know? And it's just amazing to see what people share with the world. Everyone has unique gifts inside of them. Everyone has an adventure to embark on. And no matter your age, I just encourage you to unlock your possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for those people who are listening saying, Hey, you're, you're talking to me. I know I have something in me, but I struggle to, to know what it is, or I struggle to know how to apply it. Where can people find out more about what you have to offer? So secondwindmovement.com. And then you and I can leave some links below your publication, your episode. Perfect. Yeah, we will do that. And, and just to reiterate, tons of just great art, free resources, articles, yeah. posts, resources, secondwindmovement.com. You have everything from one-on-one coaching that people could kind of move on to, to kind of online programs that people can move through. So I do love there's everything from free to paid, but just un- incredible resources regardless. I'm going to encourage people to go to um, and, and Frankly, I'm going to be using when I'm talking to people, but hey, how can you do some of this stuff? Here's some some wonderful tips. So Sen, thank you very much for being on. I really enjoyed it and appreciate you sharing your knowledge. Amazing. Thank you so much. All right. You got it. Talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're looking to work with a financial advisor that cares deeply about helping you get the most out of life with your money, head over to our website at rootfinancialpartners.com and click start here. One of our advisors would love the opportunity to speak with you. You can also find the show notes for today's episode on our website, along with other great content that will help you to create a wonderful retirement. And finally, if you have a question that you'd like for me to answer in a future episode, then from our website, click on the Learn tab. 
scroll down just a bit on that page, and then click submit a question to submit a question that I will answer in a future episode. Again, that can all be found at rootfinancialpartners.com. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.